Carroll House has the largest selection of solid wood with the hottest new styles, real furniture that's built to last, like our solid bedrooms, living rooms, and dining from Kincaid. Our volume enables us to save you a lot of money, especially during our solid wood sale, plus get free financing, fast free delivery, and free in-home design. So for solid wood, sweet styles, and solid service since 1964, shop over three football fields of furniture at Carroll House, because you like nice things. White Glove Exotic Services is St. Louis's first concierge vehicle service center. Alex David's team is passionate, certified technicians. They have industry-leading tools and equipment. They do it all. They pick up and deliver your car hands-free. Plus, they have elite detailing service, customized PPF wraps and tenting, and inspection and titling assistance. White Glove also specializes in logistics and storing options, vehicle listings, and consignment. White Glove Exotic Services, check them out at cancelthisshow.com. Kathy Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or find her online at experience-re.com. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local athletes to injured workers and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. And we welcome you in to cancel this on a Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. February 22nd, Ash Wednesday for those celebrating the beginning of Lent. We've got MP in studio running the boards. We've got MP. Lizzie Sparks, <laughs> Tabitha Hassel, Vic Faust, Eric Johnson in on the way. Um, ladies, how are y'all doing this morning? I, I look around. And I'm like, oh, I see. Surrounded by women. I see all ladies. ladies. Yes, a lot of estrogen in this room. It's, How you it's, like just, it, Vic? it's ladies' day ladies on Cancel day. This. Just like you like it, Vic. Just like I like it. Absolutely. That's exactly right. I'll take that any day. Hey, guys, it is Cancel This, canceltheshow.com. Check out all of our original content, of course, online. You can check out so many. We're already, what, 61, 62 episodes in? I have lost it, count, but it's I 62. believe so. Yeah, 61, 62. And rocking and rolling, exactly what we wanted to be. Uh, we always say share the show. Continue to share it. Pass the news on. Um, we're a show based out of the St. Louis, Missouri area. We are a national politics, news news headlines, society, cancel culture, 
uh, podcasting network. Of course, you see us, you listen to us. Go to canceltheshow.com. You can check out all the platforms. Even if there's one platform you like watching better than the other ones, go like and subscribe on the other ones. That helps us out as well. You can also donate to the cause as we continue to try to pay the bills here, do the things that we're doing. We appreciate that. If you're logging on from a laptop, you can do that on the laptop, canceltheshow.com. There's a donate button if you're doing it from your phone. Um, you can click on the menu button. It'll take you there, and you can be a part of what we're doing. Uh, get a tour. Um, we did have one person that uh, donated an amount. They can have a tour, and you know what? There's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But you don't have to come in and do a tour. We appreciate all the help that you're giving us. You can also check out the audio options. If you want to listen to your podcast on the go, then you can jump on through, listen to where you're going, do everything you want to do with that. Okay, with that being said, you can also send stars. Isn't that right? I, I still don't get you, the stars. You can but. send stars. You know, anything supports the show. It, it, it can be a monetary donation, it, which which a few folks have done, and I hope they do come in and take the tour. It can be stars. If you send in stars, which are available on the Facebook app, we a, a portion of those proceeds come to us directly. That also supports the show. But you know what really supports the show, Vic, even more than stars, is for folks to go out Go to our canceltheshow.com website, go to each individual platform, and subscribe to the show. Yeah. That's actually a better way to support us even than stars. And of course. And it's free. The advertisers that have jumped in with canceltheshow.com. Um, if you're getting one of the products that they offer, please check out canceltheshow.com because they have jumped in with what we do. They believe in what we're doing. They see the numbers of people that are watching, that have subscribed, that have submitted an email uh, submission. We appreciate all that as well. Okay, as always, lots to get to. Um, guys, <laughs> can, can we start? Uh, can we do it twice today? Can we start with uh, a dazed and confused Joe Biden. Oh, we have to. Great have way to start. Is that okay? Great way to start. Is he still across seas? Is he still He's in Ukraine? Possibly coming home. Is he today? in Europe? I don't know where. No he is. No one knows. He doesn't even know. It's where the he old is. Where's Waldo? Where's Biden? And which Biden? I mean, there's one probably <laughs> oh, already at oh, the no, White no. House. Oh no no no! This is the real Biden. <laughs> the real Biden. Hey, look! I do believe the real Biden is the one that went to Poland. Would the real looks like Joe it. Biden please stumble around? Please stumble around? Please stumble around? Didn't yes. you find it ironic on President's Day? Our president was in Ukraine or wherever he was, not here. Of yeah. course. I find that odd. I yeah. mean, he's not really the president. It is. MP, just let you're us right. know because <laughs> what we have is you'll see him trying to walk, and then you're going to hear him talk. <laughs> and it, it is, here we have, here it is. Look at that. They're like, Joe. Joe, stay on the red carpet. Look, there's a guy hand. Joe, 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 you're veering off. Would we respond? Or would we look the other way? Would we be strong? Or would we be weak? Would we, you, we would, would we, the, all of our allies, would be united or divided? Okay, watch this again. Look at Joe. This is so funny. Joe, uh, Joe, okay, he's got a guy walking with him to tell him what to do. Of course he does. Democrats, where are you? You voted for this guy. Oh. Um, I'll echo again. Oh, uh, my Lord. And that's what we need to do. Oh, my God. He was terrible. Okay, we can get out of there. That's embarrassing. How many of them are nurses, nurse maids? I, you know, oh, I, I wait a, a minute. Leah, can we re-rack? Somebody's already asking me. They're laughing. They're like, they want to hear Biden. Can we just re-rack that video? And we can take it off after he speaks or tries to speak. 
This is him speaking to the world as well. Who walks with somebody that tells you where to stand, how to walk? I mean, this is our president. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I am trying to understand how anybody allegedly voted. 80 million people voted for him. I I don't think they really did. I really don't. Let's start from the beginning of that again. Oh, my gosh. This guy, Joe Biden. The president of the United States of America, he can't walk. So if we're ever wondering, what can we start from the beginning, MP? All right, okay, he's doing all right. Then look at the a suit to let Joe turn around, <laughs> turn around, Joe. Okay, go now, the other way. Now go, you know, Joe, Joe, get Where back on him. Respond, or would we look the other way? Would we be strong? Or would we be weak? Would be you. We would Oh my God! What a joke! I mean, isn't it embarrassing? Embarrassing. America, wake up because your lives are about ready to change. And if you think everything's comfortable and la di da, cookies and lemonade poolside, not for long. It won't be. Impeach Biden, and that's what we need. Oh my God! Wake up, wake up, wake up, America. We're not intentionally trying to be mean, but the man should not be there. His wife watching all of this, um, who's ever his handlers. If you don't think something, quote, nefarious is going on, think twice. Think twice. I, I, and why and why was he it, there, Vic? Why uh, was he there? Why we, was he there? Why was he there? Think about I this. I don't know. I, now, this this is my opinion, and you, you people don't have to agree with me. I think that the United States and the West, being Europe, have always wanted to go into <sighs> war against Russia. I think that that was the plan from day one, but Putin hasn't, he hasn't been baited. You know, they've tried to bait him. He's not falling for the bait, I should say. He He's not falling for the sham. And we keep sending weapons in. We keep sending heavy artillery in. We keep sending money to Ukraine. And do you know what? Russia, like them or not, they have withstood all of it. And they continue to make progress. And we keep baiting and poking the bear. And Putin, he's too smart to fall for it. I know. He's not stupid. So is China. Yeah, he's not uh, I did see a quote yesterday from Zelensky uh, to all of our viewers, listeners, MP, Lizzie, and Tabitha where Zelensky came out and he is now worried and he Zelensky all of a sudden comes from nowhere. Now he's like the golden child of the left across the world stating, Hey, everybody needs to be concerned. Russia and China, they're talking. If Zelensky's talking about it publicly, cause you already know everything happens That's behind right. the scenes. Absolutely. Then, you know, he is scared as hell as you should be too. We're not here to try to freak people out, but I'm telling you, We've talked about it. Tab's talked about it. Russia, China, China, Russia, Russia, China. Zelensky's now calling it out to the world. Uh, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. As we said on the show yesterday, he wants it to happen, though. You th- because oh, of a I world think so war? too. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know yes. what? We are as a country. We have defaulted. We are bankrupt. We don't have any money. And guess what? War makes money. War makes money. And we are at a position right now where we need money. And and. I absolutely believe from day one, we always intended to go to war with Russia. Check out the companies. This is a stock tip for you. Yes. I was, yes. I'm not kidding you. I was told about a month ago, look at Lockheed Martin. That's right. Lockheed Martin, Lockheed Martin, Lockheed Martin. And I'm not some Buy financial expert. Today. <laughs> if you would have purchased in Lockheed Martin a month ago, I quadrupled. I mean, they just got a contract. To build, um, I think it's a missile or something 
Lockheed Martin. I mean, I don't think you have to be a genius. Try to figure out who is manufacturing weapons, artillery, military. Jump in, because if you would have done that a month ago, when I was told about Lockheed Martin, um, I don't know. We'd have a street team here, and it and it will con- and it'll continue, Vic. It's never too. It's never too. My my grandmother's my step grandfather worked there for thirty five years, and they would give them stock options. And I'll tell you what, his stock options over the years added up to over a million dollars. It, it will continue if you buy into Lockheed Martin today, going into the war because we are going into a war with Russia and China. It will happen. Buy your stock today. It is interesting to see that. Once again, MP here, Lizzie Sparks, Eric Johnson, Tab the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Um, Did you say Eric Johnson? Yeah, Eric Johnson's here. Eric, I wanted to show you video. Okay. Once you get set up, let me know. And I don't care. I just have to do it. Yeah. I have to. Because the video never gets old to me. It, it never sorry. gets old. It's hysterical. MP, when you get a chance, I know we call things. When you get, oh, <laughs> whenever, whenever you get a chance, uh, if you can load that, check this out. Again, we have to say it again. Somebody else was going, what was the video? Joe's walking. He's walking. He's fine. Joe, turn around. Joe, stay on the carpet. Joe, you're veering. Joe. Would we respond? Or would we look the other way? Would we be strong? Or would we be weak? Would we, you, we, would, would we the, all of our allies, would be united or divided? That's good, MP. We can dump out. That's your man, Eric. <laughs> yeah, that's you, your guy, Eric. You were so proud of him the other day when you said he wore his flag pin on President's Day. <laughs> Eric also said he didn't know if he even had it on. Oh, that guy. That's your man, Eric. So anyway. Um, you guys are funny. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our world as we know it today on CancelThisShow.com. Um, who knows? Biden's coming back. There's a lot of things to deal with. Um and just pay attention because guess what? Oh, another train derailment yesterday. Dun dun dun. Where was yesterday's train derailment? Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh my god, it's crazy. I there's been seven train derailments in the last two months. Whose fault is it? Is it Buttigieg? Do you think Buttigieg gets an email every morning and going, you know, this little strait of track in Nebraska is not doing so well right now? And then Pete is supposed to fly somebody out, or is it that the transportation secretary should know the overall quality of our infrastructure well enough to understand that we need to put money into the rail system to have. The damn cars stay on the damn tracks. Do you think Booty Butt even knows what's going on? He's just another shill that they put there for social justice. No, I think I he's incompetent. Think he I, I, I think it, it would be the exact same thing as if a polka band hired me to play <laughs> trombone. He didn't in their have band. the chops exactly. to do the job in the first yeah. place. No, he, he checked. He checked a box. That's what. That's this exactly administration right. wanted to do. And it's getting people killed. But Just train derailments like... are not unusual. It, it, they're no, they're not, not. They're not unusual. I, I honestly, you know me, I'm the first person to say something weird is going mm-hmm. on here. But a friend of mine works with train derailments. As soon as there's a train derailment, yeah. he's called out to go to the site and manages yeah, the cleanup. No and I'll tell you what, he's always gone. There's always a train derailment no somewhere. Doubt. The difference with this is two of them cause problems for the cities. Correct. The other thing about it is they were different types of train derailments. Correct. Yes, train derailments happen, but and they're not usually with with not, transportation not like vinyl chloride or whatever about that was. Booty judge, who, what who, what'd you guys just call? I, I call booty pothole Pete, Pete, whatever it pothole is. Pete. You know the thing about these guys is they should be invisible jobs. 
Buttigieg yes. should not be seen in the press ever. He should be doing such a good job making sure our highways are drivable and making sure that we're progressing and making sure that the congestion in our roads is going good in our infrastructure. We should never see the guy. But now he is literally front and center on the news because of train derailments, because of infrastructure problems, because of, you know, not being able to get goods from Los Angeles to the middle of the country. Everything. This guy is completely incompetent. But it goes down the list. You got Kamala. She's completely incompetent. She really She's is. the border czar. And now Texas is coming up with their own border czar and their own, own private fence. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Um Go, keep going down the list. Lincoln, the uh, Secretary of State, this guy cannot fend off any his China con- counterparts. He can't fend off the Russian counterparts. He's doing nothing for American security. So when it when you talk about the d- train derailment, it's going to be funny as hell to see Trump go to this little town today. Are you guys watching? By the way, I have been watching. Have you yes. watched? No, are you going to watch Trump fly into this little town? Oh, I probably won't watch him. Put a put a spear right into Biden's eye, and then what does Biden do at the, that point? Because if he goes to this little town, it'll be ten times more covered than him going over to Europe and into Ukraine. Absolutely. Well, you brought up Trump. Trump spoke yesterday on behalf of election integrity, and MP is going to load that up for us because he was speaking on behalf of Lake in Arizona. So Trump is still trying to say and stay relevant, do whatever he can from that standpoint. Very, very interesting because he's campaigning and he's pretty much the only person who's campaigning. But what is he does a message with Trump talking about election integrity fall on deaf ears? Yes. Yes, That's, because there's a counterbalance well, he's either to him a preacher, all the time. He's either preaching to the choir, the folks who already know. Or the people who don't know will never believe it. Well, here's what he said yesterday. Thank you, President Trump. So we can sit here, but nothing means anything unless we have a valid election. What will we do to change it now? Yeah, up. I agree. So it's such a great It's a question I would ask first all the time because we have to get in. So what we're going to do is, number one, They collect and they harvest ballots. In many places, it's illegal, but they do it anyway. We're going to have to get a lot of ballots. And I was always for Election Day voting. But when I watched what happened in Arizona, where the machines were all broken, the machines were were broken. A large percentage of those machines were absolutely broken. Kerry Lake had lines so long, and the people couldn't vote because a big percentage of the machines in Republican areas were broken okay what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to fight like hell on that day those few days of the election and we're gonna have to make sure they're not going to steal this election from us the republicans were not well represented and sometimes when they were in philadelphia and detroit they were literally escorted and thrown out of the rooms we have to fight that there's a minimum that there should be none election fraud it's the biggest problem we have once we're in we can change it to paper ballots same day voting voter id and be done okay you know you know france had france had a big problem they had a huge problem with the the whole thing for years and they went back to paper ballots and they went to same day voting they just had an election 36 million votes it was over by 10:30 in the evening and there were no complaints 
And that's what we have to do, okay? But we have to be in office to do it. You can't do it from, because the Democrats do not want to do it. See, I happen to think that their policies are so bad. Think, what do they do? They want to high taxes. The education, they're destroying our children. They want borders where we're being invaded by millions and millions of people. And many of those people come out of prisons and they come out of mental institutions and they're bad people. Many, many of them are bad, bad people. When you hear the different, and they want, I mean, think of it. They want to raise your taxes. Everything they have, it's April Fool's, everything they have is, is bad. I happen to think that if they didn't cheat in elections, they could never win an election. Who's going to win? Who's going to win an election with open borders? Who's going to win an election? We want no voter ID. Remember this. They did a poll among Democrats and it voted 84% that they wanted voter ID. Yeah. The Democrats, not the leaders. They that want 100%. True. We can no go out of that now, ID. too, MP. Um, I miss hearing Donald Trump. I do too. Doesn't he look? He looks fantastic. <laughs> he looks great. He? Energetic. Yes. Yeah. The yes. D. The problem is, is that he he's like what we talked about yesterday. He bitches about it, but the Democrats do it and then blame Donald Trump for bitching about it. As he should, <laughs> Eric. So right? He got cheated out of his second yeah, but term. The Democrats he should be know complaining that. about it. The Democrats it. know that. Of course they do. But you know what? They, but the de- most but then Democrats they win the argument by just blaming Don't believe it. Joe Biden from Poland. That's what Democrats would rather have than than President Trump, who speaks clearly and articulately, and he's a wonderful president. America first policies all the way. I'm never. One to think that he's speaking so eloquently all the time, but you know what he talks to me, how I hear him? He talks direct. He's a real it's person. It's black and white. There's none of this political BS, and you get it straight up, hardcore, in your face, like it or not, go with it or get the hell out. He's exactly, he's not a coach. The line politician. is drawn. Well, we're going to make everybody feel really nice today, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're going to lie to you, but while we lie to you, you're going to feel good. Yeah. That's exa- that is really good, Vic. That's exactly what it is. I, I think he talks. I think he speaks like you got to be kidding me. All the stuff I'm saying, I don't have 95 percent of the country agreeing with me. Every time I hear him talk, it's like you got to be kidding me, guys. I, I don't understand Do how they can't it? agree with him. I mean, he's I don't either. Telling it like it is. It's like your country's failing. Your military is in shambles. The border is a complete. It's a it's a dry sponge. It picks up nothing. I don't. I in his voice, I hear. What the hell is going on? Yes, I am. I am kind of a. I'm kind of a rough guy. But don't you agree with all this stuff I I'm agree saying? With that. Yes, definitely. And he's a rough guy. But I mean, he came from New York. Yeah, I'm a New Yorker. There, I'm going to fix the country. There, you know. I mean, don't you feel <laughs> like he? And that's why I feel sorry for him because I too. completely relate. I would love to go out with him to on a Saturday night here in St. Louis. I would love to go see a football game with him. I'd like to hang out with him, Me have too. a beer. I believe in everything he says. Nothing he says offends me. My problem with Trump is I know he offends people. Other people, yes. I don't get it. You don't get it. None of us in here get it. But I do. I hear the same thing. People literally say, but he mean tweets. They're still saying that as our border is wide open. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, here's the thing. Those are Americans today, which is why we're slowly but surely losing the life that we knew. Watch today, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and NBC are all going to have cameras on him when he's in this little town. What's the name of that town again? 
sorry. Palestine, uh, East Palestine. East Palestine. Palestine. Um, he, they're all going to have cameras on him. They're all going to say, how dare this ex-president come to this place? It's just a camera op. When if Obama went, it would be the it would be the second coming of Christ. Exactly. Yep. You're right. And that's that's horrible. Well, if the only messages that are put out from local and national media are those that are praising one side and ripping the other, those who really don't care are busy, um, just like their little bubble, and don't think that you know what I'm talking about. People like their little bubbles, the American they way. They do. They do. I'm just. I'll never forget one of my co-anchors telling me. Everything I need is right here in Ladue. I don't want to leave my little 10-mile radius or five-mile. I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was actually talking about something that happened in the city. I don't need to leave Ladue. Yes. It's a a, a nice suburb of the St. Louis area. Did you hear about, did you hear, like, councilwomen from the, our alderwomen from the city of St. Louis, they're getting sick of the crime now. They are on Channel 2, 4, and 5 in our in our beloved little St. Louis. Yeah, I think they care. They don't care. To, they don't oh care. Oh, my God. Well, the, the new soccer, soccer team just got shot up. Yeah. It, well, the you know new what? multi-million dollar soccer that's stadium. That's going to happen, you know, how many more times in the future? I mean, come on. Bush well, Stadium Bush Stadium's taking a gunfire it as well. absolutely <laughs> has. <laughs> And Aaron, it's still standing. The police, the police vehicles are being shot but, at. But do these older women live in the city, or can they live yes, in Ladue? No, they yes, live in the no. city, but they, they live don't in their, care. They live in their wards. They have to live in their wards. They That's just a shame. gave themselves. That's a shame. They just gave themselves a thirty thousand dollar a year raise. Okay. They don't have to solve crime to uh, make more money. Yeah, I feel so sorry for them. She, man, the, the panic and despair on her face this morning. There's I was no watching panic. Those. Or despair. Like, There's no, no panic. No, no, no. Or it's, despair. Eric, okay. this is, I lived right there where the soccer stadium is, right down the road, right behind where the police station is. <laughs> People were shooting up that area all the time. You know where Schlafly so is on Locust? <laughs> yes, I do. I My lived office right across, used to be there. I lived across the street from it. And I can't tell you how many times at night I, I had these giant uh, 16 foot windows. I could look out over Schlafly yeah. and 21st Street there. And I can't tell you how many times at night those clubs would close, you know, over by Pepper Lounge and yes. Mark, the Marquee yeah. and all that. Oh, my God. And people would leave there yeah. and they'd be shooting at each other right under my window. Just for fun. Well, you keep voting for Joe Biden and people <laughs> like Joe Biden. Well, what you're about Tashara? Man, you're, you're going to go get local. what She sent a memo you out, so you're want. okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Lori Lightfoot. She's third place right now polling in Chicago. So people are getting sick of Maybe. this crap. We'll see what happens with oh, the voting point. systems. Just like Donald Trump spoke about yesterday, because he is, like I said, I mean, it's good to have Trump talk about it, but he's not going to win anybody over that he didn't already have. Lines have been drawn. I've We've talked about this the other day when you see things, and coming up, uh, I don't know, 915, 920 or so, we'll talk about Somebody else has entered the presidential race, and they've told Ron DeSantis, it's not your time. Yeah, I have an issue yes. with this. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like it's, it's DeSantis's time. It's, it's like not but, it know, feels time, like there's it's a parkour for DeSantis right now. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy that I feel the same way. It's like DeSantis could be the second coming of Ronald Reagan, but it's like there's too many minds in front of him. You know what I mean? It's you got not Donald DeSantis's Trump. time. I know. It's he like needs you, to wait till 2028. It may be, but at the same point in time, I don't think Let other politicians shine. But I don't think other politicians should be telling him what he can. I agree. I agree with that also. And what he can't do. However, that's that, like another realtor owner of a company telling Kathy Helbig, yeah. 
you know what? You can't go sell this house. Not right. your time, Kathy. Right. No, it's, it's, it's it not your time, time Kathy. <laughs> With yeah. that beautiful blue shirt on. That is a beautiful blue shirt. I might have to yeah. wear that this weekend I, at the Ameristar. Blue is my favorite color, and that color of blue is yes, my favorite blue. Fun blue. That's beautiful. How are you doing? I'm great. I How will not you? bring up anything uncomfortable today. <laughs> I, I No hard dominium talk. No, I was watching. Um, it's nice to have you in, by the Thank way. I mean, every time I, I feel like I could take you and your husband out and just talk for like five hours. Do I ask questions. You're like chat. Why GPT don't you ask for how realtors. the boat show was in Miami? <laughs> I'm still can. recovering. Oh, so did that. you find any houseboats? <laughs> any houseboats down there? Uh, it seemed like houseboats. They were just big yachts. <laughs> I, well, I lived but, in a city no that did have houseboats. that I saw. In I, Miami, yeah. No, I lived <laughs> yeah. in in Seattle mm-hmm. and all around yeah. Lake I'm Union. I'm sure there were some somewhere, but... Well, that's a lake, yeah. I would. Yeah. Can you find out how much the uh, sleepless in Seattle houseboat costs in Seattle? Sure, oh my God. I'll look that up. Yes, Eric. Kevin's Eric lives for this segment every week. This is Eric's segment. He's, Eric tries to hijack so it. Hey, real quick. And it's like ask Kathy anything. Ka- right. Kathy Helbig Strick. Like, coming up at nine o'clock. Uh, attorney Al Watkins with a massive case that he has representing a U.S. chess champion accused of sexual assault. But there are so many levels to this case. Al's going to join us live. Uh, St. Louis attorney at nine o'clock, and then after that, we'll talk about. What's happening with this other politician telling Ron DeSantis, yeah, you can do this and you can do that. And Project Veritas, which has become a national news source, gaining a lot of publicity, their leader, gone? We'll get into that as well. Okay, Eric, the stage is yours. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so apparently for the last 12 months. And then we'll we'll get on to Kathy's topic. This is a great question, and I I don't know how to, to square it. For the last 12 months, and you know the real estate market way better than I will ever know it, but home prices, or not home prices, but buyers have been dropping in the in the real estate market, yet elevated pricing yep. and elevated um, interest rates. How does that square? How do you see that even possible? If, if, if supplies up, mm-hmm. demands down, mm-hmm. how do the prices stay elevated like they are right now? <clears throat> well, the... the- the main reason for that is just the complete lack of inventory. So prices are down because there's nothing to I mean, home sales are down. The number of sales are right. down because there's nothing to sell. Is that, that the that's reason? That's the reason why. Okay. <clears throat> so it's it's pretty simple if you think about it in those terms. Because I, I had to, I've looked at that stuff too. I'm like, how is this happening? But that is exactly why. If you don't, you know, you only have six things to sell, yeah. of course, your averages yeah. are going to be down. So it's this weird uh, perfect storm that's happened in the exactly. United States. Exactly. Because this is the 12th. January was the 12th consecutive month in a row yeah. <clears throat> for declining <clears throat> number of sales. Yeah. Damn. But that's a lot. It's a lot. 12, and a, a lot. 12 in a row. But yet this past January was still 7% higher home values yes. than last. <laughs> that makes January. zero sense. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Kathy, today you were talking about the five biggest fears in buying yes. a house. Mm. Is price one of them, which Eric just brought up? Well, no, That actually, wouldn't be my biggest fear. <laughs> no, actually, it's not. So the, the, the five biggest that we hear, number one is credit score. Everybody worries about okay. the credit score. <clears throat> and what people don't understand is, you know, everybody's go-to is credit karma, right? You go to credit karma, yes. see what your credit score is. And you think that's what it is. And that is not the, the exact credit score. That is, every credit score is has a different algorithm to it. So the mortgage scores use different risk factors. So you could be, you think you're a little bit low, you might be within the right, right. striking zone <clears throat> for mortgage. So don't, don't not talk to somebody. Yeah. Also, a lot of times, the time that you pull it makes a difference. 
<clears throat> so if you have a, a high balance on your credit card and that happens to be when the when the um, credit companies are yep. pulling your scores, right. then your score is going to be higher. But if you make a couple payments and bring those balances down, that could pop your credit score up. Interesting. Just like that. So you, it, yeah, it's, it can be very <clears throat> easily manipulated. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people I, I've run into this with people that, that have asked me about real estate and buying, you know, my family's houses. And they it, it is exactly that. People mm-hmm. say, well, I've been on Credit Karma. Yep. I've looked at my score and, yep. you know, they go in there and they play around with it. I'm like, do not do that. Yes. And what's really great about real estate agents is you can even advise people about exactly. what you're looking for. Exactly. So if we can get them just to fill out an application and get the lender to look at them. Okay. So in, in the what you're saying, <clears throat> it's that application process. Here's yes. the thing. Great credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, way more than enough money in the bank. Uh, and mm-hmm. credit li- uh, limits down, mm-hmm. but they don't have the paperwork in process. They, maybe they're an entrepreneur. Maybe they're an entrepreneur. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't work at Boeing or whatever. Yep. And they're like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go through the process because I don't even know how to get my paperwork in order for that. What would you say to them? Don't don't answer for the, for the lender is what I'm saying because a lot of times people assume that they can't get something mm-hmm. or that they're not going to qualify because of on paper. But there's creative ways that mm-hmm. some of the lenders can can make things happen for you, not like the subprime right. ways that are that are going to get people right. in trouble. Legit <clears throat> but there's legitimate ways, you know, um, that they can get people that are unemployed or look like they make less money than they do. They can get them. Do you think lenders right now, do you think they understand that we're not in 1976 and not everybody goes to a job in a cubicle 100%. anymore. And they're like, man, these guys are making a fortune on eBay. They're making money being a as cocktail waiter. As long as it can be tracked. That, that's the thing. Tracked. So if you're an all cash business and you don't report any of it, then, you know, the upside is you got to keep your cash. The downside is you're not going to get to borrow. <laughs> right. okay. I mean, there, there's, there's a trade off for that. Okay. But there are workarounds for those in between. You know, and sometimes it's, you know, it depends on your tax returns, but there's also, you know, the stated income stuff that can go back and look at a track record. They can take, sometimes people can have a job that's coming and they can look at an offer letter Mm -hmm. and give you a job, give you a Mm -hmm. loan based on that. So you just have to talk to the professionals. Okay. And there's Um, so many programs right now. I was just looking at these for first time home buyers mm -hmm. people who think they would never qualify for a home. If they called you, they have these different programs available. And sometimes it even gives people, and and it's not a predatory practice, it's legit, but it'll even give them money to put down on a home. There's there's bonds and there's something. And and a a lower credit score for that also. First-time home buyers, a lot of times are just being, they've heard or they've grown up with wrong information. You would be surprised how many people we still run across that think they have to have twenty percent down to buy a house. That's right. Okay, great point. Crazy. It, explain how many that a little still bit. Say that. Or well, that look, was, if that you want to explain it, or do you want to go with your list? It's well, all we, up to we you. Can, we can keep moving into that, but yeah, this okay. goes with it. But yes. So the reason why years ago it wasn't the twenty percent down requirement, um, but now first time buyers can get a three percent down conventional loan, not even FHA or, or VA. The, the lower down payment programs before were just FHA. Well, are, are those lower? Because some people have owned a house mm-hmm. and they've put equity in, but maybe they're looking to buy another house for mm-hmm. an investment property. Are those low down payment homes available to them? That's an investment property. No. A whole nother ball game. Yep, whole nother ball game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> those have a higher, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and you just ha- does have to qualify as, you know, their second, okay. second house. Okay, so credit score is one. Next one is biting off more than you can chew. Kind of goes back to talking to the lender again, 
because, and then also realizing your own finances. Okay. So when you're getting pre-approved and, and going back to getting the pre-approved part too, a lot of people are fearful to get pre-approved because it, they think it's going to hurt their credit. So back, going uh, back to what is my credit score? Oh, that's a hard pull on my credit. It's going to hurt my credit. Good point. But again, if it's within the same industry and you've, you're like, well, I already talked to a guy, you know, 30 days ago. I don't want to have your person pull me because it's going to hurt my credit. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. Now, it's different if you've got a credit card pull, a, lo a car loan pull, and a mortgage pull, then yes, they're all going to hurt, hurt you. Are those Correct. hard inquiries sometimes? Yes. Or all, they are. Now, yes. uh, there was a time period, and I don't know if this is still happening, there was a time period when sellers were requiring buyers to be pre-approved before yes. they could uh -huh. even look at the Correct. home. Is that still happening? Yes, and if, if not, shame on everybody yes. for, not, yeah. for not having you're, it done. If you're in the game, you're in the game. I but agree. Like, you know, we I think have, it's a good practice. We have, all my entire career, we've had partners that we prefer that our people work with for a myriad of reasons, not, not because it's money under the table or anything like that. It's because our job as a realtor is to get that, that deal closed, to get you the best deal possible, but also get it to closing. Right. And when you start dealing with these one-off people that you have no relationship with, you have zero control, zero pull, if something gets a little sticky, to be able to get that person through to the end. So we oftentimes refer people to our people, right? Well, then we get the pushback of, well, I already had, you know, a rocket mortgage pulled my credit, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I don't want another hard inquiry. If it's within the same industry, it's not going to affect you because mm. they, they, they have to look their algorithm because it's all based on an algorithm and the risk factor. So their algorithm is saying, hey, of course they're looking. They're going to pull two or three times. What is, the, what, is the, what is the percentage of people <clears throat> that get the pre-approval? They go through the process. They even have you put a contract down. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we have no way to get this person actually funded. They're in the pre-approval, but you're like, mm -hmm. well, this thing's dead because we can't pull the trigger on your mortgage. Sadly, more than I would like to... Say. I mean, it's probably right. not a high number, but it, it should hardly be. But it's ever. in 50% maybe? <clears throat> no, no, no. It's never that high. But okay. lenders, it say seems, 10, seems like are good 10, at working with it. 10, 15% maybe. Right. And it depends on, you know, your price points and stuff like that too. Um, but the problem is people misunderstand the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification. And a lot of lenders will call a pre-qualification a pre-approval. Okay. It's not underwritten yet. Gotcha. And you can't fully underwrite a loan, which is really that becomes a loan commitment, mm -hmm. which is our secondary topic later. <clears throat> that doesn't take place until it's gone all the way through underwriting. Well, you can't go all the way through underwriting until you have somebody's tax returns, till you've done their verification of right. income, like all of that kind of stuff. So that typically doesn't always happen at the front end. Right. So basically when, when a, a true pre-qual is, hey, the person called me, they told me this is what they make. They right. told me there's some verbal stuff. And based on, you know, us pulling their credit and, and looking at what they said, and if it all shakes out, then we would give them a loan. Okay. But typically it's not lenders, worth the paper it's written on, right? Because right. nothing's been verified. Yet. Exactly. And lenders seem like they're really good at working with people when they get to that underwriting stage where they say, okay, the underwriter has looked at it. Mm -hmm. Now we need this this document. We need mm -hmm. these tax returns. Yeah. We might need this information from your investment yes. properties. But it seems like they're always working so hard to get they people are. through and that what phase. People do not understand. This is one thing that drives me crazy in my industry. <clears throat> and after, especially after I went through the, the mortgage licensing side of things too, just last year, people do not realize. They think it is their God-given right for, to have somebody hand them money. 
Okay. They, they do not feel like they should have to answer to anything. They don't feel like they should have to. They're very annoyed that you've got to ask for these things. But, I mean, if someone came to you and said, hey, will you lend me $400,000? Don't you think you have the right to look under every rock and nook and cranny I'll say to yes see if they this, have the ability to gonna, I'm also going to be the, the, I'm going to be the champion today. Sure. For entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs get shafted in so many of these cases because it is so easy to go get a remedial job at Boeing or at wherever. Mm-hmm. Be there for six months and my God, you can go get any house you mm-hmm. want. But if you work your ass off, as an entrepreneur, a right. gig worker, whatever it is, and you make more than enough money to afford a $2,000 a month rent and you haven't defaulted on it, it is, seems like it's really hard for those people. But trust me, because I'm an entrepreneur also, so right. I get it. But the, the bottom line is the, they've got to be able to have a paper trail and show the ability to repay, period. If you are hiding Isn't that credit all, score? Isn't that credit Not history? necessarily. It's available funds. It's available funds. So, you know, they have the right to go ask for certain criteria to see if you meet it. But we're talking about two different things. Sure. We're talking about somebody that, that is a challenging based on paper. They look one way versus their true wealth. But I'm talking about the everyday consumer. When you ask for a pay stub and you ask for two years tax returns, and then they come back and say, oh, by the way, we need you know your bank accounts and we, and we want every single page of yours. Yes. And they give you one, and then you go back and go, hey, guys, we need the other 18 pages. Oh, oh, they just get so annoyed I, I, about people, it. I, I, people feel overly I feel violated pain. for some reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel that if I want to go buy a bass guitar, I'm just going to pay money for the bass guitar. You know yeah, what I mean? You can't just pay money for the house. You know, I know. You're but borrowing it's, it from somebody. I, I, can, I know what you're saying, yeah. but I can also feel the person who's like, I feel like I've paid my rent for a long time, and I feel like I should be able to. So I... I'm, I'm on, not on their side mm-hmm. because I, I agree. I have the half a million yeah. dollar chunk of yeah. change right here. Yeah. I'm not giving it to you unless I can figure this out. Right. But I can feel they're, they're like, but screw it. I'll, I'm, it's I'm, not fun, yeah. but it's it's required. And no one is trying to just aggravate you. That's and people shouldn't that, be scared right. to buy a home or to come to an agent mm-hmm. because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. It, it's really, it's not, people think, people these days are, it, are so unwilling. They feel like they're... Their privacy is violated yes. over the tiniest bit of information. Yes. Well, to me, we it have just to get feels like they're entitled. I've filled out an application, so I'm entitled to get this money. Right. A lot of times, and not and not feel like they need to verify. But when you see all the people that really shouldn't be getting loans that pass that have yes that have, then you realize that this is important. It has to there has to be checks and balances. I love it. Um, next one is. Is the property value going to go down after I is this buy the, the third? Is this number three? Uh, sure. Okay. Is the property value <laughs> we'll going to go down? Yes. Property value That's go down. It's all huge from, thing. From what I've seen, the the tracking that I follow started in 1999. Okay. I believe um, there's only been three times in the last 20 something years that the property has gone down, and it's minutely. For a, okay. a brief moment, and then it's gone back up but again. But can it depend on the area? Because I'll tell you what, that's my number one. High highs. That's high my highs number one. will see the lower lows. But now what about this situation? Like, if, as an example, my son has a house out in the country. It's in a flood zone. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he inherited it from his father. He just sold it, you know, a couple, few days ago. But I kept telling him, you have to sell this house because in this unusual circumstance, the value is going down in that area mm-hmm. because the area has taken an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. Is that common or is that uncommon? Great question. It's it's not common, but there are 
there are exceptions all over the United States, and this is a national, you know, show. So you're seeing like the high highs of Austin, the high highs mm-hmm. of San Francisco, back at mm-hmm. the, the dot com boom, all of that stuff. They were more affected than what the the Midwest that would always kind of rode. When we rose, we rose a little. When we declined, we declined a little. So when you average it all out, yes, there are some areas that saw a decline, but a lot of them were only short term. Yes, and then they ended up coming back. Well, so if you look at like I remember watching. Thinking when I went through the bubble and 8, 9, 10, 11, those prices had fallen back down to what they were pre-2004. And it took almost seven years or eight years before we started to see. But we saw them 2005, 2006 prices come back. Now we're past that. So eventually, if you hang on long enough, then the property values do come back. But it doesn't seem weird that like just a, a, a product... It doesn't, it seems like there's no cap on it. Isn't that mm-hmm. weird to think about? Like my, I told you last yeah. time, my mom's house back in 1987 cost $60,000 in St. Charles. That same house is $210,000. Yeah. yeah, it is crazy to think about. What? I will give you that. <laughs> <laughs> the last two real quick are maintaining the home, making sure you have enough money to maintain the home. Yes. So don't go spend your whole wad on the right. house <laughs> and have nothing to, to prepare yeah. because a lot of times you will have an HVAC go out or something that's a major a roof. It's a given. It is a given. And then lastly, buyer's remorse of impulse buying. Yes. So we see that every so often. I, I've had a couple clients <coughs> in the past that were definitely impulse people. Yeah. And but all, but they you, helped make my living. But, they kept buying, but, and selling, you, buying and selling. But you have also said if you see it, get it, buy it. And if your mm-hmm. interest rate's too high, mm-hmm. we'll deal with Sell it later. It. Yeah. That can lead to impulse buying, can it? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out because the market, there's nothing here. Yeah. And then you get to the house and you're like, well, the deck's kind of jacked up and oh, look at this garage. It's, yeah. Eh. So it, it I sometimes you got- I don't see it a ton. I do I have seen it a few times in my career and it's usually it's usually people that are either in it's a my situation mother. or they have enough money that they can, so why not? Yeah. Right. Right. And then they're like, oh, I never should have bought this house. You know, I then, see it. I've seen it happen. It's not always a bad thing, yeah. though. No. You know, my mom like to move. Exactly. Too. My mom's an impulse buyer and yeah. she was buying houses all over the place, you know, and, and it's like she'd buy something. She's like, oh, I don't know why I bought this. But then what, what, what turns out is they turn into fantastic rental properties. Yeah. You just hold on to them. So there's a there's a silver. There's lining. a good <laughs> silver lining. <laughs> not to mention, if we you buy something, mm. if you buy, if you buy a, a thing of eggs, it's going to go bad. But with a house. Even if it's your second house, it's it's an investment. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, the value never goes down. Right. It all kind of just trickles up. Exactly. So. Kathy, question from the comment line. What's driving so many, quote, as-is situations right now? Sellers being in the driving seat, driver's seat for the last couple of years. The, the biggest headache for a seller, like I talked about when we talked about the building inspection phase before, is that unknown once your house goes under contract, And then is the buyer really going to stick with it once they do all the inspections? So that takes that uneasiness out to just Mm -hmm. say, I'm selling it as is. Just buy it. Like, I don't want to mess with it. It's a little bit lazy. It can be, have a bad connotation. If you're a seller and you truly don't have a reason for selling the house as is, I always caution you not to use those terms because it makes the buyers immediately think, oh, there's got to be something that needs to be fixed with this house that the seller is, before I even getting there, telling me I've got to take on those repairs. But there's something freeing about it from a homeowner's standpoint, saying, um, I don't need to move. I don't yes. really need to move. If I yes. leave here in 24 months, fine. But- so that's the lackadaisical seller of saying, eh, you've, 
I've got a position where I've got something you want, so either buy it without like me it. having to fuss mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. And that's where a lot more of the as-is sales came from last year was more of that being in the driver's seat than it was being about something wrong with the house. Right, right. It's like that no dicker <coughs> sticker from Kia. Remember when yep. that came out so many years <laughs> yes, ago? Yes, the no dicker sticker. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember. Well, Kathy, we appreciate yes. you joining us. To anything else you want to leave our listeners with? I mean, it's it's Kathy Helbig, Kathy Helbig Strict, <laughs> experienced real estate partners, expect to be moved. 314-276-SOLD, 314-276-SOLD. This is the best one to we got to go have coffee because I have so many Let's damn. I love your your organization because you you walk in the door and you say this is what I want. Here's the price. Let's mm-hmm. see if you can make it happen. And mm-hmm. then you just kind of walk them from from the front of the line to the new keys. I love that. Mm-hmm. So well, thank I'm, you. I'm on it's my a, way. It's a good a good yeah. job to have. I yeah. see your team selling yes. homes all over the place, all over social media oh my God. all the time. Whenever we can find them, we sell them. Yeah. The billboards are out, outrageous. I love yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. They are. Well, Kathy, thank you guys. Thanks for jumping in. We'll see you next week once again. Absolutely. Kathy big Strict. Our friend of the show. By the way, if you have any questions whatsoever, call the best in the business. It's Kathy Helbig Strict. And hey, let them know if you heard her on canceltheshow.com. It helps them too realize because they've partnered with us as well. Let them know, hey, I heard you talking about this or heard you talking about that on canceltheshow.com. If you find a boathouse or a barn dominium, <laughs> I'm in. I'm looking let's for go, it. Let's rock, I'm looking for let's rock this thing. That's Next he, week, we're going to talk about. The n- number one misunderstood part of the sales contract, and mm. that's the finance contingency. Oh, okay. We're yes. talking about yeah. financing today. We're going to talk about how even the professionals get it wrong. I love it. I love oh. it. It's a master class, Vic. It's going to be a fun one. <laughs> it is a master class. And Kathy, somewhere down the line, when we <laughs> yes. have time, I would really like to talk about people who are thinking about selling their home haven't put it on the market yet. There is just an idea in their head mm-hmm. and they're wanting to do updates yes. and I want and how they can call their real estate agent yep. and you can tell them what to do and what not to do. They absolutely should call their real yes. estate agent first. As yep. long as the real estate agent knows what they're talking That's about. That's right. Kathy will <laughs> yes. put it on the list to talk <laughs> to everybody it. about it. Kathy, we love you. Thank you so much. Kathy, help so strict. Once again, real re-experience real estate partners, 314-276-SOLD, 314-276-SOLD. Eric, I'm starting to think that you should get your real estate license. No. I think so, too, no. in Barn Dominiums. You could be yeah. Kathy's uh, new wing of yeah. Barn Dominium sales. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... <laughs> Tabitha, that's the best. Kathy, I'm going to make you a lot of money. <laughs> you buy the land, I'll put the Barn Dominium up, all right? <laughs> This is how big deals get done, Vic. It is how big deals get done. You're Come on, right. man. I need, a, I need a card. He'll it have is a, how big deals get done. He'll have a sticker on the side of his car, the king of barn dominium sales. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tabitha. I see it happening. Look I might buy eyes. one from you. I know you will. It'll be really short. It'll be a mini home. You, I was just going to say, you could home. make mini barn dominium it, homes. For Tabitha hassle size people. <laughs> I could build my commune finally. The ceilings will be four feet high. My patriot commune. Oh my gosh, that's the best. This is Cancel This, everybody. Cancelthisshow.com. Once again, cancelthisshow.com. You can check out all of our original content uh, on our site, cancelthisshow.com. Like all of our platforms, subscribe, fill out the email subscription, the submission that helps us as well. Also, uh, we check in with Kathy every Wednesday morning 
uh, on Cancel the Show. So if you're checking out on a Wednesday, you're probably going to see Kathy as we get educated when it comes to real estate, everything that's going on. And this is such I an important Kathy. time. Is it not an important time to know about real estate? Well, it is yeah, it for is. me. It used to be not. It, I, you, it, it used to be like me. Starbucks. used to be, uh, yeah, I think we'll get a house. You go out one weekend, boom, you're in 30 days later, like you're Starbucks. in a house. <laughs> I mean, you, but now that's it's- That's a Saturday. Let's go get a house. Yeah, Vic. Well, I'm Rick. in the midst of a thousand real estate deals between buying and selling, so it's yeah. like such a big deal to me right a now. A thousand? Uh, many. It's, How many? It's many. We're trying to a sell dozen? three houses, buy one other house. It's Things are crazy Damn, in my you, life. You should get a real estate license. You probably <laughs> I used did. to have one. I used to yeah. have one. Along with her hypnotizing license. I never worked in real estate or Do you have anything good in your inventory? License. I might buy one of them. Heck. <laughs> she could buy a house. And give you your you know, hypnotic reading. That's right. Well, she was trying to buy my house right. last year. She I wanted know, my house. You wouldn't you sell did? it to me. Yeah, she, she tried did. Eric, why it. didn't you sell it to her? Because I love the coyote outside my door. Oh, well, that's I good reason. <laughs> yeah. And that house isn't haunted. It's a so. beautiful, by the way, that's a beautiful home. It well, is. we don't have pictures to show home. people. So, Eric, bring pictures of your house in tomorrow. It, That's fine. Yes, I will do that. Okay, good. Once good. again, we've got MP on the boards, uh, Lizzie Sparks in studio with our comment line. We've got Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Cancel this. By the way, if you have ideas for stories, any cancel culture situations that are going on, any interviews that need to be sold or told, let us know. Um, by the way, <coughs> excuse me, March 1st, um, we'll be talking with um, Kyle Rittenhouse. So we've got Kyle Rittenhouse set up for March 1st. And his story is fascinating. He has, he now has two more families. They're, they're, they continue to sue him <laughs> over and over and over again because he started to have some success. He started to go on a, on a tour. And so he's dealing with those situations that right now. That infuriates me. Well, Absolutely when I, infuriates me. When I spoke to him, too, he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm just out trying to raise money to deal with my legal defense. Or, you know, oh, my God, it makes me so mad. What he did... That's called self-defense. Classic self-defense. I cannot well, yeah, wait we until that. we talk to him. Well, we know that. I know, but it just drives me nuts that we are such a litigious country that people think that if your loved one goes out and does something stupid and they get shot in the process of doing something stupid, that you have the right to, to sue for money. Well, everybody wants free money. Of course they do. Everyone L- wants free money. Life has changed, and people who go down that path of trying to get oh, free money, so th- they're a different kind of breed. <laughs> they're a breed you want to stay away from, not call a friend, not call a family member. If your family members are criminal, you know what, and they did something really stupid and get sh- shot and killed in the process, no, you don't get a payout. If Kyle Rittenhouse came to St. Louis and went to the St. Charles Convention Center and charged you... <clears throat> $50 to go see him speak about Second Amendment rights, and it was him and uh, McClowski. So let's just say they put something together. Oh, Eric. Would you go pay for it? No. Eric. No, because Mark McClowski, who's great, <laughs> he comes to so many places for free. He does. But so, you know what? Those guys make tens of thousands of dollars. Well, they for do, but events. I wouldn't. I paid some to go and see you guys speak, but no, I, I wouldn't pay to <laughs> see them speak. I wouldn't pay to I see them speak. Hell house. no. I don't know what I'd say. Rittenhouse is <laughs> not part. A we don't ever know amendment. what you're going to say. I would have to use AI to come up with a script. No, I Absolutely. think I know. I think Eric's onto something. Even if it's twenty dollars, um, and if if anything is promoted well enough, you can get people to Absolutely go. Absolutely. So if he did it in conjunction with a local politician, a, a state senator, um, and, and you add the gun rights the situation to it, um, yeah, I Eric, I, that's a great idea. I do. I think that. That would be a very, very cool idea. I'm just glad that we're going to have a chance to speak to him. Me too. Because I th- couldn't you imagine 
having because Kyle couldn't say anything in his in his trial. He couldn't. He could, and and we don't see enough of him. But if he went to the convention, said, "I'm going to break down," I would like to hear his I mean, story. I know, what, but I don't want to hear him talk about Second Amendment rights. Okay, but hold on. Let's say he goes, "I'm Kyle Rittenhouse. So I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me. It was the night of blah blah blah." And he goes through a methodical minute by minute episode. This is why I pulled an, an AR style rifle at someone that was Correct. following me. And then all of a sudden, at the end of your story, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm enthralled." And then he breaks into Second Amendment speech. Don't you think that's a powerful thing that this country actually really needs right they now? They really do need that. And if they would couple it with a gun show, you probably would have a lot of people there. Amen. I would rather right. hear yes. it, though, come from a, a hardcore constitutionalist. No, because you don't get the heart strings. You don't get the heart strings. Well, I want to hear his story, but what would be great is to hear Rittenhouse's story, to hear the McCloskey story, and then have a hardcore constitutionalist come up and speak about the Constitution and our Second Amendment rights. Because these two were, you know, they were thrown, they were thrown into these circumstances. They weren't experts before that. I I want to hear a constitutional, hardcore constitutionalist talk about these issues. I can see a tour. Like yep. she said, maybe like, we should put one I don't, together. Who, who, who would be a constitutionalist that you like? Oh gosh, there. Oh, there. Give are me one. So Dana Lash. N- no, I wouldn't consider no. Dana Levin? Lash a constitutionalist. No, no, no. I mean, this People would be like you a really professor. Don't know. Yeah, it would be like a oh, like professor. A, <laughs> somebody maybe from Victor the Federalist. Maybe somebody from the. Federalist. I don't know, Victor David Hansen. Who knows? But you're, that would be fantastic. And I tell you what, because the people against the NRA are winning. Did you know that NRA down? People, they're trying to solicit funds. They can't get them because everybody sees these AR-style shootings in these cities. It's like, oh, no, my, I'm hands off. But a Kyle Rittenhouse, a McClowski, and a constitutionalist with a big video screen and say, maybe they just go to high schools. But you couldn't get into high schools because high schools won't even let you in to talk about it. Well, it all gets into That's the legal true. aspect, too. We'll continue to follow the story of Kyle Rittenhouse, another man who has made national headlines, international headlines, representing all kinds of people for a variety of situations. Uh, Al Watkins, St. Louis attorney, friend of the show, jumping in now. Al, you have another massive case, no surprise, representing Alejandro Ramirez, who is a U.S. chess champion who was, I guess, accused of sexually assaulting and harassing uh, another U.S. chess champion. Uh, Explain the story for us because this is starting to make national headlines. All right, we'll try to get Al back in a second. We don't hear Al. If you can hear us, um, we can't hear you right now. But we're there. There he is. There he is. I hope that's better. Yeah, we got yeah. you now, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Ramirez is a grand master. He is in St. Louis. He teaches at St. Louis University. He is at the St. Louis Chess Club. He is extraordinarily respectful in this lifetime of ever-changing mores of our heightened degree of sensitivity to all matters me to related mm-hmm. and he was advised that in fact last december a complaint had been made by an individual that my client considered to be a close friend uh a jennifer shadade uh jennifer is a two-time national female chess champion. She made these allegations out of nowhere, but being very respectful of the allegations, which were very vague and simply were referred to as sexual misconduct. Um, He was not only cooperative, but respectful of the fact that an investigation had to be conducted. The U.S. Chess Federation 
hired a, believe it or not, an attorney out of Springfield, Illinois, who represents schools to conduct an investigation and advised that the Federation would be forthcoming with its findings, that the Federation would be respectful of the fact that there were allegations and there was not just an accuser, but an accused. <laughs> My client cooperated. And what happened? Information was released surreptitiously. The complainant, the accuser, who said that this all occurred 10 plus years ago, um, even though she's been close friends with and on national TV, commentating with my client on chess matches, um, went to social media and tweeted last week uh, a long expose of, of tale of woe. Mm -hmm. Now my client, he's an accused. He has no background, no history, no reputation for this type of stuff. He was respectful. Now, he's been decimated. He's gotten one body blow after another in social media, national media, international media, chess circles, and he is having a difficult time navigating. We looked into this. We found out that this investigator in Springfield has no qualifications for this type of investigation, that, in fact, the the investigation itself has compromised the integrity of anything that would resemble evidence. And what it does is it has created a situation where my client has cooperated with an investigation that's bad for him as an accused. It's bad for the accuser. And what it does is it creates a sham when everyone, whether they agree about the allegations or not, agrees that, yeah, you know what, an investigation should have been conducted properly, and that hasn't been done. Now, whatever happens is a, is a complete debacle. Yeah. So on the chat line, there's some good ones. The Christy Blasey Ford of chess. Would you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> I think that's so yes, good. That, just yeah. like I that kind of response. Guilty yeah. until proven innocent. That seems to be how our uh, mm -hmm. our judicial system is working out. Um and then you're right. It's basically since we just threw the the whenever you throw butter against the wall, you might be able to clean up some of it, but you always see the stain of that butter on the wall. How do you clean up this mess, Al? It, especially if it's like not there's no nothing comes from it. Yeah, well, I, I think what we have to do first of all, as a as a world, as a society, we have to understand we cannot take today's mores and try to superimpose them on what happened a decade ago, 20, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, because anyone who, um, anyone who can remember black and white TV will tell you that life in the 60s and 70s and 80s without cell phones and automatic video and, and pho photograph access um, I'll tell you what, what may have happened and was okay and the social norm in the 60s and 70s may result in you going to jail for a long time or losing your job today. Yeah, but you know what, man? Here's the deal is the left, especially the left, not the right so much. They understand this tool that they have at their disposal and they know how to put a crimp in somebody 
even if they don't get the favorable outcome that they're looking for. They that's the game that they're. It's playing. not just the left, Eric. Well, I no. I haven't seen a lot of the right doing it, but maybe I know nothing. Um, what do you say about that? What do you say? Oh, here we go. It's it's somebody trying to put a uh, a dent in this guy's um, you know reputation. Yeah, well, what what they've done is quite effectively uh, created a public spectacle without evidence, without specifics, without particulars, without dates, without incidents, without anything that would constitute um, support for the proposition that anything occurred ever. I have images of my client with the accuser and her husband, chummy chummy, you know, side by side, smiling and having fun that are very, very recent. Why is it that now this two-time champion uh, all of a sudden decides that 10 years after the fact, she's going to make these allegations? Yeah. Is this money-related, Al? Is, there mo- is this money-related? Is there money being asked for? Oh, well, the m- money is a driving force at all times. Who, who is it that got the, the head commentating position well, that's a good question. Is someone jealous? Is someone upset? Is someone feeling left out of the mix? Maybe. Um, what I can tell you is that now my client is in a pickle. And unless he makes sure that he stands up, and it, this is not about denial and just abject repudiation of the uh, ability and value of somebody coming forth, quite to the contrary. This is about supporting those who have bona fide claims or assertions, they should be supported. Investigations should be conducted. Those those allegations should be timely. They should be supported by evidence. Because otherwise what you have is a society that is beholden to anyone at any time, especially now that we don't even know what a, what a male is and what a female is, <laughs> making any allegation <laughs> at all about anybody. True. You're right, Al. You know, as a female, I understand the power we females can have. You know, we can look at anybody we see as a competitor, somebody who just speaks to us with a, a moment of kindness and say, well, hey, this person took advantage of me. This person sexualized me just so that I can get a, a, a little rung up the ladder above them. Well, what's a shame is that there are those of us in this world who are old. And what's worse is, guys like me, I'm an old white man. I'm an albatross. I will say things that were appropriate and that were actually taught to you as a young man to do. Uh, Holding a door for a woman when she enters a a home, a restaurant, or whatever. Holding a chair when someone is being seated doing things that are deferential, are now seen no longer as manners. They are seen as demonstrations of power and authority run amok. That's what we're dealing with. So what, how, what is the, how does, I mean, the world is just changing right now. And the, the, the legal system was supposed to be this, you know, this blind person, you know, uh, blindfolded with those scales and, and they're weighted, you know, evenly until you can prove things. I don't understand why a case like this, a judge doesn't go, yeah, you know what, this is 10 years ago. I don't see any proof of this. Why, why aren't there more judges just kind of throwing I'm glad you're asking out? this, Eric, because question. it seems like there's lots of these cases that are popping up in court. Yeah. And it seems like it, like the, 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 uh, viewer on the, the comment line said guilty until proven innocent. And that's more in a civil process. 
then it, then it isn't a criminal process, correct? Yeah, well, it's it's all over. It, it applies in criminal cases. It applies in civil cases, and it's really a pathetic commentary about our world today. Now, just imagine if chess grandmaster Ramirez, who's truly a talent, uh, just imagine if he was a bum on the street with 12, 12 cents in his right pocket pushing a grocery cart. Do you think anybody would give a rat's ass about whether or not he may or may not have acted or said something inappropriate to somebody a dozen years ago? No. Nobody it shouldn't cares. even be right. It shouldn't even be relevant right now. If if it was really such a big deal, why wasn't it a big deal a dozen years ago? Why yeah. Yeah. today? Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. I, I have I, I yes. have no faith in victims that come forward. 10 years, 10 years later, you know, if you're really a victim, you know Good what, point, come Dad. forward that day. What about the statute of limitations on something like that? What if, what if we, as a society, we just said, you know what, if you can't prove it in a year, if it happened a year ago, you're fine. If it happened 13 months ago, we're out. It's over. You know what yeah, I'm saying, well, Al? Yeah, you know, what's horrible is we are actually, as a society, trending away from any applicable statute of limitations. You, you, you see it with all sorts of things, uh, mostly having to do with sex-related crimes, where states are saying, we're eliminating a statute. You can bring a case whenever the evidence arises. It used to be reserved solely for murder cases, where there is no statute of limitations. You're seeing prosecutors who are trying to prosecute people well after the statute of limitations that was in place at the time of a purported offense, right. saying, oh, we have a new new law. And, you know, this is no longer a, a society that is ruled by fundamental tenets of justice. We are becoming a, a society that is being ruled by, by tremendously woke individuals who have all the answers. And the answers all appear to be elimination of your rights, uh, compromise of your legal entitlements under case law, under constitutional law, under statutory law. And at some point, even the most woke of humans will wake up one day with their proverbial teeth in a ringer and say, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. We're talking with St. Louis attorney Al Watkins, known for a lot of national cases. Um, Al, I, I'm just curious because we had talked to you the last time we talked to you, and you're educating us on the law system these days. Um, what's happened with um, your previous client from the January 6th situation now? I bring this up because now videos are being released of how J6ers, so to speak, in many cases, as we're seeing from Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy releasing videos, where people were pretty much invited in to the White House. Will this change with your client, who I, I believe is still in prison? Yeah. Um, well, well, first of all, uh, my client, uh, the shaman, uh, was a uh, just a really great, nice young man. He had a tremendous um, uh, intellect. Of course, he also had a uh, mental health issue that had been diagnosed by the government themselves over 15 years prior to January 6th. Mm -hmm. And um, his life was truly at stake here. Um, after 11 months in solitary confinement with a mental health vulnerability, 
um, he was very close to meeting his own demise. Once the government was provided video footage by us, which included clear, concise, and unambiguous inviting of my client and two others to come into the Capitol, provided they were peaceful and respectful. And once the government was aware of that and provided the footage and became aware that the government had actually diagnosed my client 15 years earlier, yeah. all of a sudden they went from saying, oh, your, your, uh, your client needs to go to jail for 20 years. And, uh, oh, he was the leader of the insurrection. And I pointed out, in addition to all the mental health vulnerabilities and the video evidence that we provided, that, you know what, think about it. My client was half naked, tattooed all over his body, face paint, horns, a fur. You think he was leading an insurrection? How come our I government's so stupid then? Let, How- let me tell you something nobody knows. And Vic, I want to make sure I shared it with you and your audience. I had to point out to the government, who has video footage of every step along the way from the ellipse to January 6th, that my client, halfway to the Capitol, was distracted by a young lady who shared her oral skills with him Oh my! behind a bush just off Constitution Avenue in front of a, a federal museum. So, you know, the government can characterize things any way that they want. And they're not going to change their minds. They're not going to change their position. The Department of Justice has their story. They're sticking to it. Do you feel like when you were out there doing this case that they were that they were unbiased, or did you feel like they were playing for one team or the other? Oh, they had they had an agenda. They felt that they could treat everybody as though they were all criminals with a masterful conspiracy in mind. That they were all trying to take over the government. They were all trying to overthrow the government, deprive us of our constitutional rights. When in truth and in fact. The vast majority of the people who were involved in January 6th had no criminal background. They were people that you and I know that we would normally have a beer with. They were a neighbor, they were a co-worker, they were a colleague. But something happened to them, whether it was a pandemic, isolation, social media, propaganda, whatever. And they, they fell outside of the bell curve of normalcy. They were they were were allowed in. They opened the doors and let them in. They waved them in. Capitol Police officers took selfies with these people. You see Capitol Police officers just standing around doing nothing. They were not fearful. It was all a sham against the conservative movement that was there that day. Well, I will say that that has certainly been evidenced beyond the pale. And all we can do is we can acknowledge, if we're trying to be respectful of the grand scheme of things, that indeed there were people there with nefarious goals and objectives. But there weren't many of them. Not many. Al, we're showing a picture of the man, the, the shaman that you represented. What is he doing right now? How is he doing? Uh, he's, he's doing great. He's receiving help. Um, he is in a minimum security facility. He's about to be released. Um, I'm hopeful 
on uh, uh, a halfway house type of reentry program. He has done extremely well, regarded weight, got his health back, um, and is actually able to embark on the very health that he should have been entitled to as a member of our armed forces in active duty um, 15 years ago. Al, is he going to sue the government for holding him without the due process that it is afforded to us by our Constitution? Well, you know, will he? Would he? I don't know. I can tell you that he has garnered a high degree of respect for the reality of our justice system. Um, I think that he knows that uh, what he needs to do is to take care of himself and to pursue a whole lot of opportunities that are available for him, because in truth and in fact, he has become, for better or for worse, the face of the insurrection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I forgot that he was a vet, that he was a veteran. I did too. Al told us yeah. that when we had him on radio. Yeah, I totally I forgot. forgot about that, Al. I mean, yeah, yeah. crap. There's it's, gotta- been, it's been a while, uh, but he was active duty, and, and you know they, they 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 examined him. They had the psyche eval. It went over a, a number of days, a number of visits, and the the diagnosis back then was exactly the same as it was. On January, you know, 2021, uh, when we did get the psych evaluation. Um, you know, and what's tragic about it, Jake, who's a very smart, nice, wonderful human being, lost those 15 years of opportunity because all he was told is, you're fit for duty. Yeah, yep. you're fit for duty. Yeah. So, the, did you? So Speaker McCarthy just the other day gave a ton of video footage to Tucker Carlson. Does any of that footage interest you? Would you like to see any of that stuff? Would it make a difference in your case if we saw police officers saying, hey, yeah, use that door over there? Yeah, well, you know, what's really interesting, and I don't want to brag, but when I'm going to, when we were representing Jake, we realized the government was not being forthcoming with us. They were not providing us with all of the video footage that we knew existed. And we made a public cry out for help from anyone and everyone. We ended up getting more video footage than you can possibly imagine. In fact, a lot of that video footage the government did not have, and we were able to use that to the advantage of our client. I think it would really, really be of value for the public to see that. Why why the government and the courts are saying, oh, that's all... Top, top national security, you can't get that, give that up? No. I think McCarthy did the right thing. Yes. In fact, I'm hoping that Tucker does the right thing and makes sure every last second of footage gets out there. Gosh, I couldn't agree more. Al, we appreciate you joining yeah, us today. Sure. Once again, how can people contact you or other attorneys in your facility if they have one of these cases that needs representation? Well, look, I'll tell you, I'm a pompous individual. Look me up. Google Al Watkins. You'll find me. I'm not hard to find. <laughs> Al, you need your own podcast, man. He really he does. Get, get out of the damn court. Get over to a podcast. Hey, look, I got to tell you, you have a great show. Keep up the good work. Keep drilling down. All right, Al Watkins, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time today. A couple massive cases that he's been talking about. And Al, you understand technology. Your shot looks good, sounds good. You win the technology award. If you did it or if somebody else did it, 
You rock. Yeah, Not I, to mention the suits. I, I hire the younger, the younger types to take care of me. If I, the fact that I said that, I probably have a, a complaint registered with someone <laughs> about my sexually, sexually inappropriate language. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Al. We appreciate it, man. <laughs> Uh, he looks great, doesn't he? He does look that. great, and he's a hoot. He is. Yeah. I, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, please jump because in. Because we haven't talked about January 6th in a while, and I know people are get tired of hearing it. But we've been trying. But it's such a big deal. Oh, I know. We've it's, got a person in the St. Louis area and we we're, want and I'm to working come on. on. We're definitely working on that. And and it, it's a tough it's a tough situation for somebody who was there to come out and speak about it openly because they're still targeted. By people, you know, it still affects them to such a great deal to open up and talk about being there because there are people who, even though, you know, so many people, it wasn't just the government, but so many people that were there on January 6th took their own footage. You know, we see so much of their own footage out there, even though a lot of it's been deleted. A lot of us that saw it on the day it happened, we know we saw the Capitol Police taking the selfies. We saw Capitol Police just relaxing and uh, drinking some water or something over in the corner. We saw these people peacefully walking through the Capitol building. We also saw people asking police to please stop something before yes, that's it right. becomes a problem. That's right. When people beg for help, when people say, hey, something bad can happen and you don't do anything or nothing happens, it's like, come on, jump yeah. in. Yes, yes. People were begging. Remember, they were chanting to tell the Capitol Police somebody's up there breaking a window. They tried to stop these Antifa folks from breaking windows. But you know what? It, the, the video, so conveniently that you see on the news, cuts off the part where the guy in the black helmet and black outfit rappels down through yeah. the Capitol building. We see it in the rotunda, but they cut that part off. They only showed the shaman. Well, that, videos will also be edited. Um, yes. You just have to be careful with it. And it is canceltheshow.com. Uh, instead of taking a quick break, Eric, if you want to go get a coffee, feel free. I know Thanks. We, you normally do it this time. But we kind of went over with Al, so I was just going to finish up for the rest of the show. If you needed to jump out, that's cool. If you what are you going to say? In. you got 40 minutes just to talk. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We Always got a lot so to talk. Well, we, we had two five-hour show. Well, we had two massive stories to jump into, the first of which, <laughs> which we were promoting earlier, is... Well, first, we'll get to Project Veritas, uh, James O'Keefe, in, in, in our second topic. But the first one is something it just frustrated me a little bit. I like her. OK, I like Sarah Palin. I do. I'm just going to oh, tell you. Vic. I know you can rip me. For no, it. I don't. I don't have an issue with Sarah but, Palin. But Sarah Palin. Now I have an issue with her. Who is Sarah Palin? Well, go, she lives in Alaska. To go public. She can see the Russian border from her home. To go public and tell Ron DeSantis that he can't run for president, that it's not his time yet, that he's young, that the state of Florida still needs him, and that basically saying pay your dues before you get a chance to run. Okay. I'm not saying I want Ron DeSantis for president. I'm just saying Ron. She's not the only one, and she's right. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get into that. And she's not a... She's but not who is Sarah Palin to tell Ron DeSantis, hey, you can't go run for president? Because, just like us. Because Anybody has Sarah an opinion. As she kind of puts her name into the mix. No, she doesn't. She's not running for anything. Yeah, she's do you not. think she's running? No, I don't. No, I don't think Gosh, she's. Gosh, no, she would never I don't win. Think she is, but she's she's on the she's on the she's on the bandwagon. Here's the deal, and this is where I, you, people like Tabitha has to square things, and Lizzie has to square things, and you to some extent have to square things. You think Trump was a great president? You do, and you're conflicted on if you would vote for him again. I know you guys are, and you know that DeSantis would be conflicted. a fantastic president. But what that means is he would have to steamroll Donald Trump, and it would split the party in half. 
I know that that's what you guys are thinking, and I know because you're analytical. That's what she's thinking. I know you're analytical, <laughs> and I know that you guys are thinking the same thing, that, that Trump wants it. Trump still garners all this support. It's not your time, Ron. Let the man have his due. It's almost like the Godfather. It's it the is. Godfather. It is. It's you're like right. Godfather one, two, and three. And if you go watch the movies, you'll know what I mean. It's like until Corleone says, or uh, the Godfather says, you know, he's done. He's not done. And you well, cannot take the throne from a guy that says, I'm not done yet. And you're right. Melinda here on the chat line says we need a younger president, in my opinion. And so many people don't feel like how I feel. I just think Trump needs his due. He needs to come back. He needs to be the next president. But I'm not sure I'm the majority anymore because people want a younger president. They and don't you're like playing that with a Russian roulette. Because Correct. you don't know what that 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 the uh, bullet in the chamber is. Is the bullet in the chamber? Is it soccer moms? Is it elitist? Is it people that are college educated that just won't vote for Trump? But if DeSantis comes in, that's not that that's black versus white. That but is, is there something bigger going on? Because did you see a tweet I sent you guys yesterday? Yeah. And this is the first I, I have no idea who Alex Brusewitz is. Okay. So if you guys know, I have no idea who this guy is. But he tweeted, and this tweet's been being shared all over. All over the place. It says the 2024 Republican Civil War could end right now if Ron DeSantis stopped working with the establishment swamp to try to take out the real Donald Trump and the MAGA movement, the man movement who made him. Until then, good luck to him and all the grifting frauds who joined his team. And then Jack Probe, I know I can never say this guy's name right, Jack Pasobiec. Yeah, I know. I was going to try to help you. I know the name, Thank you for that. He said, it's abundantly clear there are forces attempting to split MAGA right now. And so is there something more to DeSantis jumping in all of a sudden? Absolutely. No matter what the outside groups are doing, you don't even need them to have this thought in your mind at night, Tabitha. I know you love Trump, but I know that you're smart. I do love Trump, and I love DeSantis. I know you're smart, and I know you're like... I love Trent Green, but don't you think Kurt Warner would be a better quarterback? <laughs> Eric, I... But you didn't know it was only by chance. But you saw Kurt do it. I love you Trump. Know. I gotta get water. I, I absolutely love Trump. I think, as, as Lizzie said, and as we've said many times on this show, or I have anyway, I absolutely think Trump was cheated out of his second term. I think he deserves to be able to serve that second term. I think that even he, though he is advanced in age, I still think he's a very intelligent guy. He has his wits about him. I think he will make a phenomenal president. We saw everything he accomplished when he was president for those four years. I think if we give him four more years, we will accomplish so much more. But I love DeSantis as well. From what I know about him, I'm starting to feel, well, I'm starting to feel there's things that I don't know. But if if he holds true to who he is, then in 2028, I would love to see DeSantis run. And I think he would win. I think he'd be a great president. But I really think that there are things out there that we don't know. Well, there I, is a big force trying to break up MAGA. Yeah. And yes, it's, yes, there is. I think Ron DeSantis is a great choice for 2028. And Trump's a great choice now. But you know what? Who is it that we don't see that's trying to ruin the reputation of both of them? That's yeah. what I think. Is they're both going to be ruined in well, the media, and then who do we have next? A rhino? Like- so the, the Democrats are using this principle that um, that Abraham Lincoln came up with. A house divided can never Bingo. stand. Yeah, that's exactly and that's exactly right. what that's they're what trying they're to do. They're trying to do this thing 
where you have two candidates. DeSantis arguably is a Trumpster. <laughs> arguably, Ron DeSantis is like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm on board the Trump train, but I think I could do a better job. If CNN was smart for the next six to eight months, they would be Ron DeSantis fans, fanboys, mm -hmm. and they would just pump the hell out of DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. He could be the unifier. And then when it comes time, they could blow Trump out of there because then the, the groundswell of support would start to raise and get higher and higher. Um, it's, it's hard to square in my mind. How about, how about we poll listeners? Uh, we can see comments if you're on Facebook or if you're on YouTube, some of the other platforms. Why don't you tell us, there Trump you or Rumble. DeSantis? That would be well, great. We've done that, done, but we've done that a couple different times. We have, but it's always good to see what people are thinking. If anything has changed, maybe? I don't but think it's changed, but DeSantis' poll numbers are consistently going up. Trump's are consistently kind of staying there and going down. I think yes. Trump still has it. And Lizzie, I do think you are in the majority. I think that we are the majority right now of the conservative party because the conservative party has changed just like the Democrat party has changed. And we're pushing the rhinos out. We're, we're, yes. we're putting them on the run. They have no place here anymore. And it really makes me wonder if, if it is, in fact, some forces trying to get DeSantis to run, to break up MAGA, to, to push Trump down, and that worries me. And if that's the case, I think we're all going to turn against DeSantis. Well, and if that, that is exactly right, because if that's the case, we're all smart enough to see this. DeSantis ruins his chance for 2028. That's what happens. And yesterday I saw a poll, I believe it was on Fox, that said DeSantis was up like 40-something, 40 42, and Trump was in the low 30s. That right there told me they were lying, because I don't believe a thing the media I don't tells me. <laughs> and I well, don't believe in polls. Then so I think following. Trump's still winning. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie, I've been following the national polling. Um, the down the road, there's been like six, down the middle, um, far left, far right, and about 80% of them have... Donald Trump with a commanding lead. lead absolutely. But there's still time. Um, you don't know. I mean, Trump is on the offensive. He is going after Ron DeSantis in such a way. I'll be curious to see how it goes because he has literally gone after him a couple times. And I think that the opportunity for this to end in a good way went out the window last week when Donald Trump was accusing him of being a mm -hmm. groomer because of photos that we talked about on this show with Ron DeSantis and alcohol and young girls. And I mean, would he do there that is no if way, there wasn't something to it? There is no way. I know you said that, but there is no way this ends nicely no. or no, in a kind nicely. way. As much as Republicans want it to, it's going to be a bloodbath. If and, when, and there is no doubt in my mind Ron DeSantis will be running for president. And that's why Sarah Palin is now coming out and saying it, because they all know behind the scenes Ron is running, and he wouldn't be doing this national tour, as we talked about in the show on Monday. I think you're right. A pro-police right tour in D.C., New York, and suburbs of Chicago. Exactly. Ron DeSantis will be running for president, and it's a topic think? we jump on here occasionally. I have no. There's still too much to be determined. So the, what I was told the other day is that, <clears throat> this is their theory, but it's like Trump comes from the background of a boxer. So here's how a boxing match works. The match is set up. I like this you, you analogy. Go, you go and you do a PR thing. You take pictures. You have the gloves up in each other's face. You then arrive at the arena that night, and you beat the garbage out of each other. Mm -hmm. And if it's and if it's mixed martial arts, you put your fingers in their eyes, and you destroy them, and you try to kill them. And as they're laying there, and the guy taps out, the other guy jumps up, throws his arms in the air, and so the first thing he does is he grows and calls. He picks them up and hugs them. 
That's how Trump thinks about taking on his opponents right there. Great analogy. It's, it's, it's how it is. And to, but in the world of politics, soccer moms don't like to see blood blasting into the front row of any event. And that's kind of what happens in a Trump world of politics. They like to see decorum. They like to see a guy that knows how to kiss a baby. They like to be able to talk to the issues that they're involved with. And that's how the game of politics is usually played. Trump blows all that out of the water. And people, I think, in my opinion, they're sick of Biden. They're sick of the border stuff. They're sick of all of Biden's crap. But they still want to get back to a world where the the leaders that they vote for, they wear nice suits, they smile, and they're charismatic. And I, that's where Even I Obama. Am. You think they all want Obama back? They want him to look and talk no, like Obama. Not but what, they what don't she just want said. Him. What she just said. Yes, I think that a bar, if, He's a I think a Republican politician. Obama came out. He would do very well. Well, that would be, in a way, that would be DeSantis. That's DeSantis. Yeah, boom. DeSantis. That's the closest Wow, thing. did we solve some problems but, on this but, show today. But here's the thing with DeSantis. <laughs> like I said, I like DeSantis. I don't think Trump would have come out and said what he did with that photo with DeSantis if there wasn't something to it. Because I will tell you what, DeSantis could sue him for libel or for defamation, and he's not. I don't not think, yet. Not yet. I don't think that Trump, I think Trump is a smart enough business person to not put himself in that position if there wasn't something more to it. I think this was a, hey, DeSantis, I made you. I can break you. I know your secrets. And if you continue him. to come after me, this is what I know. This is the tip of the iceberg. Because we know everything there is to know about Trump. Every stone on Trump mm-hmm. has been in, unturned. There is nothing to learn about him. DeSantis, whole new ballgame. There's is. a lot we don't know. But it also could be some desperate attempts it could be. from it Donald could be. J. Trump as well. You just have to look be. at the other side that he sees the momentum gaining. He sees the success that Ron DeSantis has had. He sees that the national media has not really gone after or views Ron DeSantis as a evil villain as they do Donald Trump. That's why yes. I think you have to bring that up as well. It could be where maybe the Don goes, oh, this is my last chance, and now there's a young superstar rising through the ranks that could take away when I get my vindication for what I feel was cheating in an election, and a lot of us do. I think the only way DeSantis would win against Trump is if the Democrats, like they did for Eric Schmidt, the the Democrats did not want Eric Greitens here in the state of Missouri to win for U.S. the U.S. Congress position. So Democrats came out and they voted for Schmidt to make sure Greitens didn't win. I didn't see that that polling. Was that proven or was that what you heard? I just didn't um, see it. I believe it was proven, but I'd have to go back and look. I, and, well, I'm, Democrats, holding you, I'm holding you to that. You find Democrats, that and bring it to the show tomorrow. Democrats back in the day were openly discussing it. It was no big secret. Whether that turned out <clears> at the polls, we'll have to find out. But I, I think that if it comes down to DeSantis and Trump running against each other, Democrats, people who are on the fence, who are just anti-Trumpers, could turn the tables by voting for DeSantis just to push Trump out. Maybe. It's a, it's a yeah, big techie. If you read, I, I subscribe to Move On, that group in their emails, and they talk about all this stuff. That is one thing. Democrats, ha- like Eric says so often, they have a plan of action. They follow that plan. And I'll tell you what, they are devious folks. We as conservatives, we don't fight fire with fire. There's no conservative email going out to conservatives or Republicans across the country trying to come up with some kind of a plan to get Trump elected. We're we're not that together. Yeah, but the mentality, I don't know that, I think that the... (laughs) 
I think the country is ready to get back on track. They understand that we are in some serious jeopardy right now. And I do think, and I've been wrong a lot, a lot of times, but I think that the Republican nominee for president is going to win this thing in a landslide. I do. Our, I do. Our, according to our chat line, it seems like most people think that Trump is being ruthless mm. for a reason, because in the end, the truth of what he says comes out. And they think that DeSantis needs to just get out of Trump's weight and wait till twenty. There's a lot of people that think that, and it doesn't make you. Yeah, it doesn't make you a MAGA person. It makes you an analytical person. There's two ways to think about True. it. Again, you either you either want to you want the steamrollers to come out because you cannot. The only person that can really take Trump on face to face is DeSantis. Nikki Haley can't. No, true. That Scott is very can't. True. No one no, else can. No one else no can. One they else are can. pulling at two to four percent. This they, they, who's the guy that just got in on Fox News last night? Vrek. I can't remember his name. He's fantastic. He's super smart. Nobody he, knows who he is. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows who it is. And he has no chance. And then there's the second thought that says, like on our chat line, you got to sharpen the blades. You got to have. A, if you Absolutely. want your knife to be sharp, you got to. It's steel on steel. The more that come against Trump is the bigger chance he wins. Because just like the last election, was there 17 against him or something? If there's only a few, then Ron DeSantis could pull away. But if there's a whole bunch dividing him, Trump wins, hands down, landslide. The the other issue with this whole situation that's going on is even Sarah Palin recognized and said publicly that Ron DeSantis is a great candidate. Yes, he is. So she's saying it. They all know it. They feel it. And they're like, well, you know, but if you're a great candidate and people are already recognizing that you're a great, great, quote, great candidate, then why don't you want a great candidate now? And what's to yeah. say something won't happen in the next four or five years, which is why I have no issue with Ron DeSantis running for president. Terry makes the best a great ones point. should run. And if Ron is that good behind the scenes, he should run. Is it great for the party? Maybe, maybe not. You don't know. But he should run and go after. And I've been very, 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 very positive about Donald Trump running. So I, why not go? The best should run. And that's where I stand. The best Ron should, should run. Well, Vic, and I, I think hope, I'm going to come over there and knock you out of your chair. I hope. <laughs> Please do I it hope, while everybody's on air. I, no, why, why not? It just. Look at it. Your <laughs> her blood is right boiling. <laughs> My blood's not boiling, but I, I can't agree As Jeff says, you. it's called politics for a reason. That's true. It's but, true. You know what Terry says on here? Something that I hadn't even thought of. And she's a, and I know her. She's a real smart gal. She says that she thinks, just a feeling and gut feeling she has, that the two of them are playing a game and they're actually still on the same side. Oh, they're on the same side. Well, that would be interesting for Uh, sure. Well, I could tell you that it's possible. I can't see that happening because who's going to sign up and say, okay, you call me a groomer and show pictures of me with high school girls and alcohol. (laughs) People who are smart. I'm all for that. I, I wouldn't think that that would be the the, the choice <clears throat> they would use, but I'll tell you what, it yeah, would be exactly. a so smart it's not, plan. No, it wouldn't. It's would never be a smart plan. It's never smart to allow somebody to call you a groomer with pictures. I call of you Eric and girls. all kinds of things, but I still love him. But here's the deal. So <laughs> if I was DeSantis's uh, whatever advisor, I'd be like, I'd be like, dude, here's what we got to do. We're gonna get on a plane. Yeah, what what are we gonna do? We're gonna go to New York and we're gonna have a rally about uh, defund the police and how stupid it is. And then we're going to go to Chicago. And then we're going to go to Washington, D.C. We're going to make sure all the cameras are there. They're following us around. And they're going to think that we're going to announce our presidency. But we're not. And then we're Mm going to go back to Florida. We're going to go back to Florida, Tabitha. 
and we're going to run the, the damn state like it should be run. And we're going to show all the things that we can do. And then in the summer, guess what we're going to do? What? We're going to go on another tour. It's about children's education, critical race theory. And we're going to go all these schools that are, that are damaging kids. And then we're going to make a few stops about transgendered uh, issues in St. Louis. We're going to go to Washington University and have a little discussion out on the. And then we're going to go back to Florida. And we're not going to say anything about running. Eventually... You're running whether you think you are or not. All you have to do at that point is go, we've had an amazing outreach with the, with the United States. The people of this country have spoken. We're running. And now it sounds like DeSantis was recruited to be in that spot, and he's not trying to push himself onto that spot. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Donald, I don't know what to tell you, man. We're pulling it 60%. We have to. We, I mean, we love you, but my God, it's time for the new era to come in here. If that if I was DeSantis, I would make it an issue by issue tour. That's great. The yep, border, right? The border. Kids go to any any city that has kid issues. St. Louis would be a great one, and then go to any city that has um, uh, this Black Lives Matter, this uh, defund the police movement that that are really just going to hell. Bring the cameras with you and say, yeah, we might announce today. Probably won't. So the cameras actually show up to your press conference. That's what DeSantis has to do. Trump, on the other hand, has to act like he's still the president. He has to go to this city today, this little town. I can't remember the name of it. Palestine, East Palestine. And he has to say, look at what Biden's doing. I am the contrast of what that clown's doing that just went over to Europe. That guy's a joke. He doesn't care about you. He just threw $100 billion at, at Ukraine. And this little community could use a billion, right? That's what he, Trump has to do. And at some point, they're going to come together uh, right around Memorial Day this year, I would imagine. Okay, right? so let me throw a wrench in this plan. Not here. Memorial Day, Labor Day. I agree with everything you're saying. If if DeSantis wants to win, you know, that's a great plan for him. But here's my biggest concern with DeSantis potentially running. Why isn't he, and Scott brought this up on the comment line. He said he loves it. They need to work together. But why isn't DeSantis supporting Trump? Why isn't he raising Trump up to make sure Trump Wins because he might be running. Because he's running. Because he might be running. Why would he run? I understand. I I understand what you guys are saying. I am saying that if he's a true conservative, he truly supports America first. He truly supports everything Trump did for this country. Then why doesn't he step back and say, "Hey, Trump, you've got this. You made me who I am. You have this. I'm going to full." Hardly support you because Make he sure might Trump think like we think. This and is then easy. In because he thinks says. like we this think. Is easy. He doesn't it's why like I don't the tweets like either. DeSantis right now. This is easy because if he thinks he's a great candidate, and you, there's nothing's guaranteed six years from now. You do or seven years or five years. You do what you have to do right now. And at the same point in time, who's to say that Ron really thinks Donald Trump could win? Who's to say we'll Just even like have an election if we're in exactly. the middle of a, of a war? So now you're making my point. Go now. Yeah, if we're run a, now. And no, and I agree mm. with you on that yeah. aspect because guess what? You're on. You run. If we end up truly in a war with Russia and China, which I really do think it is going yeah. to happen. When it happens, with is it going to be months? Is it going to be a year from now? It is going to happen. And when that happens, will we even have an election? Okay. Well, because during the time of war. During a time of war, you don't have to have an election. You have to be smart. They can postpone it. Think of it like this. Because it's part of the And then after Eric makes this point, we'll move on to the Project Veritas. You're the coach of a a football team or a baseball team. You have to make the right decision of who's going to win the game, not who you like. You might like Wainwright, but his his, uh, shoulder is completely ripped apart. You might might have to put that new guy in to start against the, the Cubs. 
I don't want to. I like Wainwright, and he's pissed off at me. But you know what? We got to win. So you have to make that decision based on that criteria and not the fact that you like what Trump did for you. I like Trump. I The guy doesn't offend me on tweets, but when you go to other parts of the country, and I have been around the country in the last couple of years, and I've asked people, hey, what do you think of Trump? They're like, oh, pff, hell no. What do you think of DeSantis? Yeah, he's, yeah I kind of like DeSantis. That's the consensus. Are you asking liberals? Not really. People that don't follow because politics. The major- well, maybe that's it. The <laughs> we'll majority see. of conservatives are all for Trump, the majority. Most people don't know what they are. me it's not the majority. Most people in this country Tabitha, don't even know There's a lot of are. conservatives that work in this building. I know most of them, and they're all Ron DeSantis. And, so and it's, okay. it's kind of disrespectful to call, not like getting on you, but to call somebody, you're not a conservative if no, you I, don't want Donald Trump. No, and I never said Trump. that. I never said that. What I said is okay. the majority of conservatives do support Trump. Okay. We've seen the polling. You and I have talked about the polling. Yeah. I'm not saying that if you're a conservative, you have to support Trump. I have no issue with people who don't support Trump. It's it's one of those... But they're still conservatives, right? Absolutely okay. so. Absolutely so. Yeah. Uh, guys, we have another major topic we want to get into for about 15 minutes here. If you don't know what Project Veritas is, look it up. They have done some amazing work. Now, it's kind of scandalized journalism when you have secret cameras and going into it, but some good things have been shown. Um, James O'Keefe began it. James O'Keefe is now no longer with his organization, forced out by the organization that he began, forced out by the board that was put in place, and there are all kinds of rumors swirling around. Now, James O'Keefe said you need to know the truth, and apparently, or allegedly, I don't know if he's gotten it out on he YouTube He did. Yet. Did you watch the YouTube video? I haven't seen it, but I heard that that's where he had his response, yes. saying that the organization was being invaded by at least one person who was, quote, woke. Yes. Where they showed up to an anti-war uh, rally. Yeah. Where neo-Nazis were and protested with them. However, James O'Keefe has also been accused of leading like a power drunk tyrant. Hmm. Um, organization. He started it with a camera. Yes, exactly. If, if there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that organization or an organization like that could be infiltrated, especially when you're doing the kind of work that they were doing. No doubt about it. Project Veritas, the most recent massive story, of course, was a guy going out. He thought he was going out on a date. He worked for um, the company, Chizer. Pfizer, Chizer, it's all right to say that one, and talked about how they were doing, let's just say, quote, bad things, and admitted it. It was all on camera, brought out by Project Veritas. There are so many stories that they did. But for the leader of Project Veritas to now be taken out of that command... It's not uncommon. I know it's not, but for Project Veritas, it is a... I think it's a massive story. As of as of now, now a, a commenter sent us when the you YouTube lose, video. When you lose your leader, the guy with the vision, man, I I don't know. I am as of now. Now I haven't watched the YouTube. Some I'm actually uh, scanning our comments because somebody sent us the YouTube video earlier of what James O'Keefe said on YouTube. I haven't found it yet. I would like to know what he says. I haven't heard what he says yet. But I will tell you, as of right now, I am 100% backing James O'Keefe. Because we see all too often, and we know with Project Veritas, the left would love to infiltrate that. They sure infiltrate would. that because it has uncovered and so destroy it. 
much. They would love to. They would love to be the Trojan. You know horse. what though? It, I don't think you can destroy an organization like that. You absolutely can. Why don't you I'm, think I'm so? I'll tell you why. Because what 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 does it take to get an iPhone out and somehow whether it's you or someone else go over and talk to the the I don't know the dean over at WashU. And somehow get them on camera saying, yeah, we, we make about a million dollars off of destroying a kid's gender or whatever it is, right? So you can do that with limited gear. You can do it because you know how to do it. And you can get the information out because you have the distribution to get it out. So just because they got rid of this guy, maybe, he, maybe he'll stop making the money that he was making. But man, it seems like that's the kind of job you can just continually do. And he probably will start another company, I would think. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the guy that's like, he he's he, his brand is getting hypocrites on camera. That's his brand is being able to go to a uh, a nice restaurant in New York and getting the CEO of some company. He has changed the landscape and in so many different topics. And what he's done has been so incredibly phenomenal. But he was also heavily funded by the folks who wanted to yeah. see these things outed. And you know, it happens all too often where someone like James O'Keefe, they have this company they end up getting kind of bought out. They take money to sell their shares and then they create a board and then I mean, the vo- a board overrules com- them yeah, and kicks them service. out. And then the next thing you know, the company is something different yeah. than what it started as. It's public service because it's think about this. If you can somehow get Moderna's whatever officer on camera going, yeah, this, this vaccine doesn't really work, but we are making $150 a pop. What? That's public service. Mm-hmm. And that should be bipartisan. And a Joe Biden should look at that video and go, James, thank you so much. We'll take it from here. But I guess the interesting point would be who would take over the role. And it's very clear to see where Project Veritas would be going by the product of the work. You, you, can, you can judge something. You can judge a tree by the fruit it bears very quickly, yeah. very easily. Oh, has Project Veritas changed? Are they still going to continue to do the kind of work that we have done? We weren't there. We don't know all the things that could have happened with James O'Keefe. We have we have zero idea. That's right. Um, Something could be there. Something may not be there. Uh, But for him to be kicked out by an entire board. I mean, and and we know they're still doing good work. But are they? This just happened. Are they still doing good work? As of a few weeks ago with what they did with Pfizer. Are you kidding me? Maybe James. 100%. That's what I just talked about. Well, yeah, but he was still there then. Maybe James. He was on his way out. If this had already been on the way It's because they don't like him, guys. Come on. It is because they don't like him. It's it's just a personality conflict. It's what happens when little media companies. Well, they allege that he was using company funds to start a musical career. Well, fine. What? He started the. Okay. I think that James and I think James and Elliot Davis could come here to St. Louis and just focus on Tashara Jones for a while. Well, I don't know about that, but we need we need to do the deep dive on Project Veritas (laughs) in the coming days and weeks and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to completely abandon Project Veritas if they're still doing the good work they were already doing. But I also want to see the James O'Keefe YouTube video and see what he can explain. For himself. If you have a chance to watch it, let us know then. Yes. So that we can actually see what's going on with yeah. it, why he's leaving, what's happening. Absolutely. Because by the time I find it, mm-hmm. the show will be over. Why does I'm going to look you at You know, that this tonight. is the kind of thing where it's like, oh my God, this James O'Keefe did this stuff. Why aren't there more millennials doing this kind of stuff? It's like, it's like exactly in their wheelhouse. They build videos. They put TikToks together. No, they're trying. Why? Why aren't we there more high school we, kids? We had. Um, oh, we had. Oh. Uh, 
gosh, my mind is leaving me right now. It's, it's like kung fu. Use Alex, you're listening. Them. Who did we have on the show? From uh, Infowars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, oh, he's different. Yeah. He's different. He's a man on the street. Man and on- we had the other kid that came in, too, with yeah. the podcast. Man yeah, on- but he's a college student yeah. at Ole Miss. I'm just saying how it's like we should start a TikTok trend, because that's how everything gets done in this world now, is a TikTok trend, of, of millennials going out, having lunches with... Owen Schroer. Yeah. Owen Schroer. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and just start multiple websites of this. I would love to. I mean, are you pissed off that Pfizer might be giving your heart? I can't even say the words. I can't even say the yeah. words. Well, Aaron, Aaron, I don't. Blah blah blah. But guess what, Eric? You're right. Aaron just said, "Hmm, timing is very suspicious." Right after exposing Pfizer, now O'Keefe is gone. Also and, true. And O'Keefe is a millennial. Oh man, that's some serious. Conspiracy I have the video right now, there. but I don't think we'll no, you have bring time. Up a good that point, is Eric. so bad. Well, what do you got? What do you got? Um, let's me find it here. Yeah, if you find it, that's someone good. just well, someone just sent it to me, so I know I have it. Someone sent you what? The James O'Keefe video. Yeah, if you find that, that's too. We can play that as well. We were talking about the whole situation regarding Project Ver, and is it Veritas or Veritas? I heard it Veritas, ways. but it could be either. Project one. Veritas. I thought I heard you say it differently, and I was worried that I was saying it wrong. Project- I probably say it both ways. Project Veritas has done some amazing, amazing work. And they're needed. Now, the left doesn't want them. Uh, medical companies, pharmaceutical companies, politicians, they don't want them around, especially when things happen. So here we it's go. It's a check and a balance to this corrupt media that we have. I say we, whatever happened to the Koch brothers? I mean, just talking about funding. What Are they around anymore? Do they fund anything anymore? Remember the Koch brothers would fund yeah. every... Republican right wing thing. Remember that? Yeah, they, do they did do a lot. I haven't heard them funding anything right now, or backing a particular candidate, or anything right now. Who's the They're George kind of Soros of the right? Do we have one? Really? Wait, there isn't one. No, I was leaving that to one. Well, Charles Koch died. Um, he was one of the Koch brothers. He died. Um, so there's only one that's left. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any multi-billionaire that that just. I guess I guess you could put Elon in there a little bit. He went and destroyed uh, Twitter, but I he's not. Right. He's not it's donating not money to polit like massively to political well, candidates. Yeah, he can't really because he's such a public figure. He would lose a lot of market share over at Tesla and whatever else he's running. I can't. I cannot find the YouTube video because it's an anonymous. It, the person who's posting it it says anonymous Facebook user. And we have so many different platforms streaming, I can't figure out where it's being posted. <laughs> so Facebook user who's, who is posting the YouTube video, please tell me where it's at. <laughs> and who knows what that really is if they're not putting their name to it? You well, know what that it, could be? It, no, I think that that happens sometimes. Like The video is shared to some of our individual Facebook pages. And when people comment on those individual platforms... They come up as just Facebook, Facebook user, user without their name. Yeah. So it. it's somebody probably on Vic's page or my page, and I, I just don't know where. And Eric, not to uh, burst a bubble from a Facebook user, says, guys, the Koch brothers were neocon globalist. I've heard that, too. Wake up. Yeah, I've heard that they were bad. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that they were good. So, no, I really don't know of an equivalent. Well, of Kim a Gardner told us that, if we, if we could recall the interview we had with her. Did she? I don't remember her using the word she neocon did. globalist. Well, she didn't say that, She's, but she said the Koch brothers. When we asked well, yeah, her. Yeah, well, she talked about the Koch brothers, but that's simple. She when, just, well, she was trying to explain why she accepted George Soros' money, but I don't think the Koch brothers are really 
Soros like no. in today's elections. I, no, I just I, I don't see that happening. I mean, it's just we it, don't have a Soros. Yeah, Soros is got to give it to him. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's blowing through a lot of cash, but he makes a lot of cash, and he's a genius. And that's kind of what that Sam Bankman Freed guy was trying to do as well. If he could have kept his, you know, his habits out of the way, he could have been another George Soros. And that there just aren't a lot of conservatives that throw money at these issues. Hence you know? the name conservative. I guess they yeah. keep their money and they don't give it to people. Good point. That's, <laughs> Good point. That makes sense. But remember that Soros, his objective is to cause chaos. It's yes. to cause chaos. And that's why when people keep coming out and say, well, Soros is supporting DeSantis, that doesn't mean that he likes DeSantis. It could mean that he doesn't want DeSantis to win. Soros likes to cause chaos. That's his job. That is true. It and, is. and wonder what it goes through his psyche that he wants to ruin a nation. I mean, I know it's power and control, but what kind of person He's does a globalist. that? He's a globalist. True. If you, break, that's you, can't, true. you can't have a globalist if there's one country that's above, that transcends what you want to do. So you got to bring that down. And it's all a yeah. game. It's just a, it game a game to him. And he has a son that's going to take his place. This is all like a game, and we're all the little pawns, and we're all the little chess pieces and the collateral damage, we don't matter to someone like Soros. True. And this is Cancel This at CancelTheShow.com. If you guys have topics and situations or stories that we've missed or you'd like to hear, let us know. Contact us, CancelTheShow.com. You can jump on the chat line, let us know. We'll be looking at that to see what is going on. we got a lot of talk tomorrow. We will be covering those stories. Who knows, maybe Tabitha will find something out with the Project Veritas. Um We'll soon get our own cameras. We'll send Eric out because if anybody would be sucked in, Eric, it would be Eric by would be Eric. Great. Eric would be the best by far at getting people to talk about. Hey, Kim, something. come over here. Can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> it would be great. That would be just classic. Let me, let me buy you a bagel. I think you're doing a great job. Oh, by the way, did you hear about the girl that got her legs cut off? The, never mind. Um, yeah, I was laughing mm-hmm. up until that. Um, Tashara Jones, by the way, said that they're doing an investigation. Tashara Jones, a St. Louis mayor with the Tennessee girl who's lost her legs because a man who should have been in prison was out of prison driving without a license with no GPS monitoring system and speeding caused an accident. The second car hit the girl, took her le- took her legs. Tashara Jones <sighs> says, oh, we're investigating the processes that led up to that. And you won't hear another comment. That's it. She put her statement out, and that was the end. Of and it. you won't hear. And then they also said, "Well, we're we're, we're just you know we've got to be safe when we're driving in the city." I mean, it was it was soft. It was lax. It was terrible. She's saying something because she had to, and it was only after local news stations started showing up at her door to get that stuff covered. Yeah. But she anyway, probably, she probably had Chat GPT writer press release for her. Yeah, maybe. Can I throw something in before yeah. we go? Yeah. Paul Raymond and Anthony Merkel, thank you for the stars that you sent us during the show. All right. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks, guys, for joining us for Cancel This, canceltheshow.com. MP on the boards, Lizzie Sparks in studio with the comment line. Uh, Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Have an awesome day. Share the show. Remember, check out our sponsors online, canceltheshow.com. Um, we've got it all. The spices, the car warranties, the, the companies yes, are the spices. Uh, Carol House Furniture, of course. Dr. Mahesh Bagwe, orthopedic surgeon. Check them out. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Also, Alex David, who was on the show earlier this week. Anything car related, call White Glove. White Glove, White Glove, White Glove. Check them out. 
when you use those companies, that helps us as well. Thanks so much. We might have a Chris Knight, Scotty Gherkin sighting tomorrow. Ooh, from that Florida. would be exciting. It would be good to see them. Yeah, but he'll just shove it in our face with the with the damn ocean behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be doing that to you, too. Happy Ash Wednesday. Happy Lent for those celebrating. Have an awesome day.